Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and good morning, everyone. As, as I've said, I'm not doing the, the whole CP intro. I'm not doing it. I'm not stealing that valor. CP that is gone today. That was the worst today. intro ever. Stop. Cut it. Nope. Start over. Nope. I'm not doing <laughs> the intro. Energy. I'm not doing the intro. I'm not doing uh, it. Oh, what's happening, guys? There, there it is. You the didn't even do it right, but it was a good attempt. What does he say? <laughs> what does he say? I don't pay attention, though. I think what's going on, everybody? What's going on? Uh, are you sure? Someone uh, what's Someone going on, on, everybody? I, yeah, I, think you're right. I think you're am right. not CP. I am JD, joined by David Bray, because CP is on vacation in Ben Askren in Wisconsin. I'm not on vacation anymore. That's right. I was on vacation. We what were you doing? Some... You were disc golfing? No, we went to a one-star one wonderland. One-star um... <laughs> wonderland. <laughs> is that the Dells? <sighs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't even the Dells. I, my wife got this idea up with... Uh, we were with like five of my high school friends who all have kids of very similar age. And it was like this like campground trailer park yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, had a bunch of fun activities. So the kids had a blast running around and doing whatever they wanted. And, uh, yeah, you know, it was a fun little getaway. It was really weird though. Cause I was already anticipating, I didn't want to be on my phone. I, I wanted to put work away for a week. Um, so I was anticipating leaving my phone like in the, in uh it's a, i guess it's a trailer i don't even know what to call it it's kind of a trailer kind of a house whatever um but we were literally one minute off the highway and there was no service it was so weird i mean we were 25 minutes north of madison we were not far away and there was no service it was the strangest thing ever so i actually had to go to the truck stop twice a day uh to, <laughs> to cellular service and you know check my email and, and call a few people or whatever Man, that's great. What, and was this an adult? Was off this the grid. A, was this an adult campground? We've heard about those. <laughs> oh, it was not. Okay. Uh, I mean, well, those maybe there's a the sec- section of that that uh, I did not know about, but no, I did. I did not see. Did not see that section. Um, okay. Hey, I had a I had a thought. I want to give you this morning. Can I give you a thought? Bring it. Yeah, I actually think you two might agree with me, but I was I was thinking how sad it, it made me sad a little bit. Um, so I was listening to Zuckerberg on Rogan, and he was talking about how he actually likes wrestling. 
which is which is fascinating and like i really enjoy wrestling and i actually complain sometimes because like i don't have anyone competitive in the high school room to like like where i can just go wrestle like where i can shake your hand and not worry about anyone's feelings and just try to try to beat them up you know mm-hmm. um, you want to battle it to, to battle with them yeah because it's <laughs> it is so it's so it's so enjoyable um and i was thinking that man there's a lot of kids who like whose high school coaches or club coach or whomever has made wrestling an unenjoyable experience for them. Like I just enjoy wrestling. Like I love shaking someone's hand, and trying to battle with them. It's so much fun for me. And yet, there's so many kids who after high school are like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. Like how crazy is that? Like it's so much fun. Like you get to shake the hand, try to whoop their ass. Yeah, it's a blast. And there's Dude. so many kids who don't want to do it because their coaches have like ruin the experience somehow for them i don't know i was trying to think about think... Like, why the experience is ruined i'm not sure you're not sure so what do you think the solution is or how can coaches and well, i'm not that sure because love? i love it jd i don't know no one ruined the experience <laughs> for me like i freaking enjoy it like like you know some days like i said not a lot of days but some days with mitchell or aiden or mulvaney like i'll just shake their hand and i'll just try to whoop their ass and not really think too much about coaching them because i enjoy wrestling you know yeah and then i have some kids I have some kids who they they do get a little too emotional about the the like who's winning and losing and stuff, and it's like, dude, like some days you don't have to do that. Some days you can just wrestle because you enjoy re- wrestling and like seeing what happens. Like, yeah. just you know, can I score this move? Can I win this position? Like, you don't have to every single day worry about the winning and losing of the go. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's I don't know what it is about. Uh, but obviously we have a lot of, we have a big drop off after high school and just in general, we have a big drop off. I remember when we had, man, this has been years ago, but USA wrestling came down to, um, Austin, Texas, and they did like a, a co-op meeting with Flo and I was invited. I'm not even sure why I was invited. I didn't work for you guys yet. Um, but they said the year over year retention was only 59% in wrestling, which means 41% of the kids are dropping off every single year. And it's like, yeah. but this is such an enjoyable thing. I mean, I know there's gonna be some kids who like like soccer instead of wrestling but wrestling is so much fun and yet people somehow come out of the experience saying like that's not fun i don't want to do that anymore i don't get it well it's yeah i know I, I totally agree i remember we, you know, we in college we went to the czech republic every few years and like we would go to a bunch of different cities a bunch of different clubs and like all these clubs there are people there from little kids all the way up through 60s you know it looks like a it looks like a jujitsu gym does like there's but i think part of it is because wrestling is so it's so attached to school it's like you know the school calendar is also the wrestling calendar and i mean in other in other parts of the world they don't have to think about like oh is it, it's my senior year it's my last chance at this it's whatever um and and it's just i don't know like it's just not it's not built that way it's not like this you know we're gonna we're gonna grind for these few months and we're gonna go as hard as we possibly can and we're gonna cut as much weight as we possibly can and everything comes down to this one tournament at the end of the year uh it's it's like they just show up and and like you said shake hands and get after it and and so like the guys stay there for a long time and when we would go back like i you know i went i went once and then i went back a few years later and all the same guys were there right they're all still really yeah they're all still there they're all like a weight class or two heavier <laughs> but um but they're all there hanging out and like one of the cities a city called Brno, the wrestling club was built on top of this pub so like everybody would, would what, go with, what? yeah dude they would wrestle the, they would wrestle the and then after after practice go or yeah go down grab a beer hang out kind of wrestling gym you know yeah it was it was super cool it was like it was very, you know, very, very uh, it was like the way these guys wrestled was like how, 
how how people shoot hoops in the YMCA or something. It was like, yeah, they just show up because that's what they want to do. To know? counteract your point, all the most popular sports in America are also attached to the school system. That's true. That, that is, is true. true. Um, yeah, I think it's – so I guess, J.D., if uh, if you – if I really had to think, think deeply about it, I think um, – this is going to go really deep, but I think uh, a lot of kids early on, their parents' egos get involved with them winning or losing because there's something about your kid walking out there and taking an ass whooping that you don't like. Um, and I think, I think, luckily for me, I've been able to detach my ego from that because I've been coaching for 11 years and I've just kind of seen it with other parents and coaches and said, I don't want to do that. So when Alex went out there last year, um, I wasn't, I don't know, just whatever she does, she does. You know, like I don't think she was like, 500-ish. Somewhere she won and lost about a similar amount. It was, it was whatever. You know, and if she wants to be good at it, I will support her to be good at it, but if she doesn't want to, then she doesn't want to. Um, but to the ego involved, when, when the parent's ego gets involved, and then they get so um, hmm, upset uh, or emotional with the results, the outcome of the bout, then the parent, uh, the kid gets that tied into like it gets so intertwined with what wrestling is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It gets so intertwined with that, and then that that creates a lot of emotion and and a lot of feelings toward wrestling that maybe shouldn't even be attached to it, right? Like, I don't know. Uh, you well, Bray, you have kids. How old are your kids? Uh, nine, seven, and four. Okay, so you probably understand this. That, that's actually the exact same age as my kids. I didn't realize we were the exact same. Heck yeah. Um, JD, you won't get this. Like, Bray, I have been around other non-wrestling families. Not wrestling. Not, nothing involved. And the kids just naturally, this is to my point, but wrestling being fun, they naturally, like, grab each other and try to take each other on the yeah. ground and, like, hold each other down or whatever. And it's like, no one had to tell them to do that. No one had to tell them what wrestling was. It's teaching technique. They just, like, wanted to grab each other and, and battle a little bit. Yep. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it happens all the time. And I don't know, that competitiveness thing is interesting because uh, – so my, my kids have – start well the older two like they're they're going to wrestling practice now and they're they're just enjoying it and and uh getting started really but like um that that natural instinct to just to wrestle and to get after it like they both have that they both enjoy it uh but there is something that like flips in them even in practice when all of a sudden it's like all right we're keeping track of points like even a live go where no one's like counting takedowns and keeping track of points looks one way and then when all of a sudden their coach yeah. is like, all right, first one to the takedown or, or, you know, first one to however many points or whatever. Like there's something that changes and they get. That is, you know what? When you say that, that's really funny because um, it's hilarious. So our ninjas, like our nine and unders. So we, we separate five-year-olds, six, sevens, and eight, nines. But to your point, if, if we say takedowns uh, or just – we don't even say takedowns. They just try to take them down, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, there will generally be some crying somewhere yeah. in the room. But if we do, we do this in game called ankle bands. I think Jake Herbert actually invented it, right? Uh, and they, I don't know if they sell them anymore or not. But uh, you put a little like band on your, it's a Velcro, you put it on your ankle. So if we put ankle bands, it is roughly the same thing as wrestling. Yep. There'll be no cry, no crying at all. Yep. But if we wrestle, there's going to be at least a couple of kids crying. I have no idea why. It, it almost infuriates me because it's like, well, these are like the same thing ish. Yeah, like, why? You it's, cry in this and not in that. It's crap. It's so weird, especially my nine-year-old, because he's like really, he's really aware of like winning and losing and all that stuff. And so, so like if he, 
like, like, you know, like they're just, man, they're so loose. Like when they're doing like the, you know, whatever, whatever other part of the practice, like he's just into it. He's just like totally loving it. And then they start to like keep score and every, it's not just him. It's like most of the kids, they kind of like, you know, get, they like tense up a little bit and they just get a little weird. And then, yeah, there's crying. It's, it's yeah. so strange. It's like, this is all still practice. Like this is all, this all still just doesn't matter. Just get after it, you know? Yeah. It's weird. Well, I think, uh, I don't want to break ourselves, but I mean, we had, it's, it's so we have, multiple cabins obviously but last night my high school practice we had 50 kids and it's still august um, that's awesome so i mean they're at least they're at least enjoying a little bit so i guess this would be my challenge to other high school wrestling coaches is like i know it can't all be fun and games i totally get that i we're we are making some kids good at wrestling believe it or not but <laughs> i think you can still instill a level of enjoyment um in the sport of wrestling to where when kids graduate high school, they're like, Hey, I really like that. I maybe want to do some more of that. Yeah. Something to that effect. Yeah. I think yeah. so. I think so. It, it Obviously was, the necessity to cut weight is probably another big one that we didn't, was not even brought up. Right. Sure. Where people, it's a huge one. coaches make kids feel the need to cut weight when it's probably not really that necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I definitely agree about that. I mean, it, it uh, that, that changes everything. And that's, that's one thing, you know, with those, old guys coming into the wrestling club, they're not thinking about their weight ever, right? It's like, that's that's why, partly why it becomes so much more enjoyable again. And like, also usually yeah. nobody's nobody's running you through the workout at that point. I think maybe that's another distinction yeah. is like the thing you're describing of like, I just want to show up to the wrestling room and shake hands and, and scrap. I mean, that's yeah. that's a little different than like, you know, doing, doing a million go-behinds or, you know, like doing a bunch of fighting through a hard single leg finish or stuff like that, that you kind of have to do to develop the skills. Okay. Hey, can I just address one comment on YouTube and then we'll move on? Mm-hmm. Cause this, I, it's a, it is, it's a pseudonym. So AK gold King 09 said one of the things that I freaking abhor. Uh, and if he was in front of me right now, I'd probably grab him and throw him on the ground. He <laughs> said, can't we just accept this sport is not for everyone. Listen, MFR, I understand that that's a fact, that it is not for everyone. It is hard and combative. I get it. I get it. But what I'm trying to say right now is that it's for more people than than we currently have. That's yes. what we can do a better job with presentation. We can do a better job with practice running. And there will be a more people who find an enjoyment of the sport of wrestling. That's all I'm about. At this point, I was thinking about really what my life is. Now, listen, now we're getting deep into like this. is Maybe, maybe this is like my... um uh psychology session or maybe you guys are my psychiatrist here but i was saying at this point in my life like what am i trying to do with the academies and it's like i'm trying to give people a great experience and change their lives right for a lot of kids and then i'm i'm trying to make kids who go on to be legends like that's all i'm trying to do with my life and and so to point number one is like there is a better way to coach wrestling where we can get more kids to have a greater enjoyment of it. And then if they have a greater enjoyment, they're more likely to go give back when they become adults. Do you, do you have adult classes at the, at the Academy? Shit. We tried, we tried, uh, we, we did, we tried, we did four sessions. I, I really like in my heart. I want to bring it back, but then I feel like we're running the same thing. It, it's just, it's too hard. Yeah. And that's like I so I recommend jujitsu because jujitsu is easier and jujitsu seems to have a really large portion of adults um who, who do jujitsu. But uh the first session we did, we had amazing attendance. We had probably I think our biggest class was close to forty, but we probably averaged 
30-ish adults per class. Um, and then the second session was like 20 to 25. Then the third session was like 15. And then by the last time we ran it, it was like average of like six people. And I think they all just realized like, I really like the idea of going to wrestle. And listen, I would make these classes so easy. We would do a freaking 10 minute warm up. We talk about the, a lot of more coaches too. So we would like talk about some techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we would like light spar for 10 minutes in the class. Like it was like really easy yeah. and it was still too hard. I, I think, uh, I think I got it. I got an idea for you. Oh, I, I would I, I would love to do it again, but it just yeah, I'm just like we're gonna have the same thing happen. Like I can't I literally can't make them easier. I I don't think it's possible. Here's, here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to do. You need to have adult practice, like for the for the parents of the kids who are in the kid practice. Like like it's <laughs> you don't even have to run it. Just like give them a little corner of the mat. Like and then then this way the dads are like they're not they're not in the kids' faces. They're they're out of the way. They're off to the side, and you let the adults yeah. like. You get this corner of the room and, you know, whatever. You can call one of them a coach if you want. But who cares if they get better? They just need to stay invested in it. Oh, I, so it. I tried to get I tried to get my buddy Gerald Mearshart. Uh, he went on a losing streak a few years back, and he was thinking about hanging it up from MMA. Uh, and I tried to get him to start a jiu-jitsu class at my academy for, mm-hmm. the, for that reason that you're yeah. talking about right now. So the parents were off. By the way, and then this dude started doing too good. He started winning, winning a whole bunch, and now he wants to keep fighting. So, uh, I mean, I'm really happy that he's kicking ass and taking names, but, uh, maybe at some point he will get old enough to retire and he'll want to start a jiu-jitsu class. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. Yeah, do that. That'd be good. Yeah. All right. We can move on. Sorry. I just, I have a sitting on my porch. I was listening to this episode and being like, damn it. I freaking love wrestling. Like, why do so many kids have a bad experience? This is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I just feel like, you know, you look at jujitsu and like, what's the average age of a jujitsu competitor or jujitsu practitioner i mean it's got to be mid 20s 30 i don't know that's old it's crazy right what's the average age of a wrestler 13 14 (laughs) legit right like that's another that's another thing that i think makes it hard to keep people in the sport and like i mean it's just like it's how do you keep people invested and paying attention if their their you know act you know active participation in the activity is like done at the end of high school for most of them I mean, it's like we just, yeah. I just think if I think raising the average age of, of a wrestler would do a lot for like. Yeah, I mean, I will care. tell you, I don't know how like I said we did the adult class and it was great. A lot of enthusiasm in the beginning, a lot of people showing up and it weaned. So, I mean, the sessions were like, I will say like a three month, like it was seasonal. And we didn't do it during the high school season because there's too many of them that coach wrestling. So we went like we went like fall spring fall spring something like that fall spring fall spring something to that effect and yeah it, the numbers just dropped and dropped and dropped and it wasn't because they it was just because it was literally too hard they wanted to be there and it was just too hard and i don't know how to make the class i was like trying to like brainstorm ways to make the class easier and they're just <laughs> i don't think i could have i don't know i don't know i don't know how to do it yeah yeah, here's a question right. from the from the YouTube right. chat. And this is more about kids, not adult. But what are some strategies for tempering kids that are a little too battle hungry and motivating kids that are a little more timid? Battle hungry? Don't temper them at all. Just let them battle. What? Well, how do let you them, let them battle? Just tell them like, listen, when you're in school, you can't freaking go hurt anyone. 
You got to. I mean, I, I I have this argument with my wife, Bray. I don't know if you do. So I I like to swear too much. I don't know if I right. And um, I, I I don't say the f word around my kids, but uh, pretty much anything else. I gotta watch a little bit because my wife will get if I do too much, then Amy will get a little upset. Yeah. But I say I say to my wife, it's like um, I want them to be intelligent enough to not swear in a context where it matters. Now, like yeah. I don't swear on other people's kids because they're not my kids. Right. So when I'm at the academy, I usually don't swear barely at all because they're not my kids. So I, I don't want to be in charge of that. Um, but on my own kids, I, if they hear me swearing, that's fine. And if they want to swear that that's fine to me. Shh, don't tell me I said this. Um, <laughs> uh, but I say, like, well, it's important to know when not to do things like so when you're when I'm coaching, I swear. I know that intelligent enough to know that, you know. Um, so Ozzy, it's like Ozzy, you can battle whenever you want, just not at school. You can't battle at school. Right. You can't do that. And so you need to be smart enough to, to know when to battle and when not to battle. So for kids who love to battle, it's great. Get them in wrestling. I actually think kids, I think, and males specifically, I actually had this conversation with a couple of female wrestlers. They said, when will um, they said, when will women's wrestling be equal to male wrestling? And I said, I don't think ever, right? There's just something about males that are, that are too, they're too battle hungry, right? They want to kill and destroy. And my wife and I always laugh because we had these, in uh, the first time we had a chicken coop, right? We we got we thought we got all females, right? Uh oh. And then go. all of a sudden these two are like just beating everyone's ass. I'm like, what is wrong with those two chickens? And then the one day we come home and they're literally these two are just chasing each other around in circles. Like for hours. For hours. And we're like, wait, those two are boys and they're trying to kill each other. <laughs> sure enough, we went and looked up like pictures. I'm like, oh my God, they're boys. They're trying to kill each other because that's what that's what freaking dudes do. Like yeah. males try to kill things. Not you know, maybe yeah. not a good part of our personality, but this is let's just accept it for what it is. Um and I said for women's gymnastics, when when will when will male gymnastics equal women's gymnastics? When will male cheerleading equal women's cheerleading? Like, I don't think it ever will. Like there is a I might get canceled for stands, but I think there's a little bit of a differences between males and females. Males are more aggressive. They like wrestling more. I think women's wrestling is going to grow significantly. Yep. going to grow a lot. Okay. Is it ever going to be 50-50? Uh, my personality, I don't think so. Okay. I think it's going to keep growing and growing and growing. It could be like a 70-30, 60-40 breakdown because I think we're probably at like a 90-10 right now, somewhere-ish. Mm -hmm. Things can go up a lot. There's a lot of girls. Like my daughter really likes wrestling a lot. Me girls that like it. There's gonna be not as many as males. Um, so, anyways, there, man. I got off on a huge tangent. We're talking about chickens. We're talking about girls wrestling. <laughs> um, so, do not temper boys' aggressiveness. I don't think. Just tell them freaking. You don't hit people. Uh, or the other one with Ozzy's, we don't. You don't. You're not allowed to hit out of anger. So if he's mad, if we're having a good time, he can punch me. If he's mad, he can't punch me. Yeah. Right, control emotions, and for making them less timid, you just got to keep encouraging them to do scary things. What about kids that are that are so focused on the battling that they that they maybe ignore skill development? Oh, I mean, that's just uh, well, that was like Mitchell Messing. He really he was so he's so, he so aggressive, and it's like, bro. So his breakthrough, his breakthrough, right? Because you guys saw, I mean, you guys all saw it. He he was uh, he was right at this level where he was a good high school wrestler. Um, but, you know, he did he come a bullshit short at Fargo uh, 2021 20, and then Super 32 took seventh. 
And then all of a sudden this year, you guys saw this amazing jump and it was just, he would just get too locked into like wanting to fight the dude and be aggressive and just, and, and, and so for him, it was like control your emotions and realize you have a, a immense amount of skills. That was kind of right. The thing and use all your skills and be smart about it, you know? And so that was kind of for him. It was like, stop being as aggressive. And so I think that could be taught a lot later on. I think that's like an, an intellectual thing. Yeah. Um, and can be taught like in their teenage years somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's so, uh, but yeah, for the ones who are, are too scared, just keep encouraging them to battle, get them in there. And honestly, that's probably where wrestling is the most beneficial is, is like life's kind of hard. Wrestling's kind of hard, like getting kids in there and teach them to battle a little bit and, and fight as opposed to giving up and cowering and going in the corner. Cause that's, that's not a good skill. Not a good skill. Wow. Agree. Agree. <laughs> We talked a lot about life this morning. This I know. Crazy. You should have seen these chickens chasing each other around for an hour. <laughs> I was like, what is what is going on right now? They were chasing each other circles around the house. And I'm like, oh, they're boys. They want to kill each other because they want all the girls for themselves. I got it. <laughs> well, we did also talk a little high school wrestling. And we have David Bray on the show. So I thought we'd talk a little who's number one. Oh, baby. We have yeah, we have announced all the matchups. Finally, it yeah. is right around the corner break. Kind of walk us through some of these matches. Man, I'm excited. There's well, there's a couple of things. First of all, I'm really disappointed. We're not going to have the upper weights this year. We had too many good football players. Yeah, I wanted to complain about that, dude. I'm. I, I think everybody wants to complain. Take I think even football. I think even the guys that are in football that that couldn't take the match would you know they wish they could like you know clone Work themselves and do both right. <laughs> they they wish they could do both. Um, you know, so what's the deal, Bray? Are we just not? I feel like we've had upper weight matches in the past. Were they just not guys who played football, or did they skip football, or what? Some of both. I mean, last year Gavin Nelson took a day, took a game off. You know, he was really integral to that team. He took a game off and came and wrestled. That was great. Um, but then, like you know, Nick Feldman and Christian Carroll wrestled last year, and they neither of them play football. They just wrestle. So. Uh, so, so yeah, but I don't know. It just kind of depends year to year. And this year at 195, Max McAnally is like, he's a really good football player. Um, you know, he's going to wrestle in college, but he's, he cares a lot about football and he's really good. And so he's, he, you know, he's not going to take the time off. Uh, Ben Keeter is a four-star football recruit going to Iowa. Uh, like people are th- saying he could climb into that five-star tier and, and they think he has an NFL future. And I think for, for him, you know, he's a guy that like doesn't say no to anything. He wants to do every single thing he can possibly do. And I think, I think for you know his future in Iowa, I think that both the Iowa and football programs are they want to kind of draw those lines so there's a distinction. Like when you're in football, you need to be all in in football. When you're wrestling, you need to be all in in wrestling. And I think that's going to be better for both programs if he's if he does it that way instead of constantly go you know going to football stuff during wrestling or going to wrestling stuff during football. Yeah. And so I think that was kind of what was going on there. Cause I know, man, he wanted that match with that rematch with Christian Carroll. He wanted that bad. Did, did he um, lose to Christian Carroll at some point? Fargo finals last year. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. Fargo finals. Yeah. Yep. So man, I was kind of Christian yeah, Carroll. Then, um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, he lost, he, he lost a really close one to Feldman last year, but sometimes, um, man, I, I was watching Ben Keeter at world thinking like Ben Keeter would definitely take out Christian Carroll, but then I know he had lost that match previously. Mm-hmm. And, but then, you know, on the other side, it's like, well, he wrestled so close to Feldman and Feldman's so good. And he's a weight above. Yeah. I really wish we would see that match. 
I really wish we could. I, I, you know, we're not going to stop trying to make it happen. And for some of these upper weight guys, I mean, we're we're trying to we're trying to do more events all the time. And so hopefully we can make some of these matches happen down the road. And and uh, I think a lot of these athletes would be down for it if it's not going to conflict with football. Yeah. And, and you know, they want these guys want to compete. Like they want these matches bad. So so I think yeah. we'll see these matches uh, eventually. We're just going to have to do it another time than who's number one, unfortunately. But um, but that's why you know people look at the matches. You won't see those upper weights too bad. Uh, but but that's just how it is this year. Um, I think probably where to, where to start is the four man. We got a four man. We've had a four man uh, a lot of the last few years, and this year it's it's so good. 160 pounds. Um, all four of these guys have had double digit ranked wins in you know in the last like. So when I looked at like when I looked at these guys' resumes, I kind of first I zoomed back to Fargo of last year, and then I'm like, well, I should actually go back to Cadet Trials because some of the guys didn't wrestle in Fargo because they were on the Cadet World Team. So, so we're talking about cadets of 2021 2021 yeah so when i'm looking at like these guys resumes like all right let's go back to there yeah, yeah. because that's kind of the the most relevant stuff so in this four man um we've got we've got four guys that have had a ton of success so angelo ferrari current number one uh nico ruiz current number two cadet world champ joe seeley number three number one in the world number three in the weight um and then Braden skulls number four all these guys have been doing a whole lot of winning and so the the four man how it's going to look is uh, Ferrari Skulls are going to be first, and then Celie Ruiz. Um, so and winners so, winners will battle for number one. So it's uh yeah wait, it's, it's a lot of fun. But who is it? Did Angelo Ferrari? Not, I I feel like we talked about this, but I'm blanking. Did he not wrestle at all this spring? Was there an injury or something? No, he just I mean he just focused on he told me he's focused on his deadlift, doing a lot of lifting. Um, no, he didn't say that. He literally, yeah, he literally told me that. I, I interviewed him for a little story we did about his recruiting process, and, and he's like, yeah, my deadlift's up to 455, and I'm trying to get it you know, more all the time. So you and, can't deadlift and do wrestling matches? I mean, he that, that was that was his choice, so that's that's kind of where he's at with that. But, um, okay. but yeah, but I mean, look at his, look at his, his year. It partly helps that he was in – he was in one of the deeper high school weight classes in his state of oh, Oklahoma cool. of anybody. Yeah. He had Jordan Williams and John Wiley in the weight. So he ended up actually with three wins over John Wiley this year, and he beat Jordan Williams in the finals. Um, I'm not as familiar with John Wiley. What, uh, why was he ranked so high? John Wiley's – I mean, he's been yes. he's been top 10-ish for, for, you know, for the last two years of his high school career. Oklahoma commit. Um, he's now at Oklahoma. But, uh, yeah, that guy's just been good for, for a long time. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, so Ferrari's in there and then Ruiz and Sealy have really interesting history because Ruiz has beaten Sealy twice. He beat him last year. Really? Yeah. He beat him last year in the super 32 finals. And then he beat him right before that at, at, it might've been a journeyman event or something like that. So he's two and O against Sealy, which is why Sealy's number Mm. three. Um, and then, uh, and then Skulls is in there too. Skulls has had awesome matches. He had an awesome match with uh, with Ruiz in the Fargo semis. It's like a ten eight crazy match. Um, so oh, these guys are all super good. So, so that's that's too. probably the weight I'm most excited about is one sixty. I was in the corner for that one. It was frustrating. Yeah, I, <laughs> dude, his, all his matches were crazy in Fargo. Yeah, I don't know, what, but yeah, in that specific match, he kept freaking putting his right hand on him, and everything was off. Then. Ruiz would grab his right hand. It's like, Braden, stop freaking touching him with your right hand. Like, he, every every move Ruiz is doing is off you touching him with your right hand. Stop, touch, just stop, stop. Yeah. Don't put your right hand on him. 
he wouldn't stop. And I was like, ah! Did you threaten to make him walk home if he touched him with the right hand no, again? No, I didn't because it's it's too habitual. It's too hard. Whereas shooting a head and side single leg is, you know. You make that decision every time <laughs> you shoot. I've only threatened to make Josh out of walk home. <laughs> Although there's a few others that I uh, I, I want to do. We'll, yeah. we'll leave them unnamed. Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you guys think about this weight? I I mean I just you know watching Sealy at Worlds, he looks like he's jumped levels and and to yeah, me appears like a guy that that I, he'd be you know he's he's he looks really good. Obviously Ben, you got a vested interest because Skull's yeah. an AWA guy. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think about 160? My, my general feeling would be that um, just I, I guess I totally forgot that Ruiz beat Sealy twice. I'm really impressed with Sealy. I think he's really good. Um, I said, I watched that. He beat up on Zane Licht at uh, UWW Cats. And I thought, like, the match was like, I thought Zane was doing a lot of really good things. And Sealy was just better. You know, sometimes it happens where it's like, you didn't do anything terrible. You didn't wrestle bad. Like, that dude was just really, really good. And then, obviously, I felt the same way watching him at Worlds that, wow, this guy's really, really good. Um, so I forgot that Ruiz beat him. So actually, I thought Sealy would be number one, kind of would be the one that made the most sense to me. Ferrari, um, obviously, has had good results. Um, but we, yeah, hey, AWA, I know Mitchell lost to him, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. we did have Charlie Millard beat him two years ago or a year and a half ago. So maybe Ma- Max has got the recipe up there in Mequon. He's going he's gonna to give uh, Skulls the recipe. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it's so, I mean, you brought up a couple of years ago. And, like, Ferrari, this time last year, he was, like – he was like, you know, around. He was not ranked because that was, was summer 2021. Yeah, he was like Charlie yeah, beat him. He was like out. Yeah, he was like outside the top 20, or he had been in. He had been in or out of the top 20, but he was like in and out, in and out, and then yes. and and then really at Super 32, he lost pretty early, um, and he lost to John Lay, and it was like, all right, this is kind of around where he's been, and then he just went on a run on the backside. Uh, yeah. yeah, like you said, sure. beat Mesenbrink, um, got a whole bunch of wins on the backside, and then he went on one Ironman, and then he he won like Geary, he won you know his his Oklahoma really tough weight class, and uh, you know after that it's like dang he's got all these wins and he's 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 up you know he's up to number one it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So I'm excited for that. Um, hopefully, schools can get it done. Um, that would be awesome. Uh, yeah, so ninety five and uh, two twenty. I think I think those would actually be two of the most exciting matches, and unfortunately, they don't happen. Um, the other one I want to ask you a lot about is Knox versus Castillo, and yeah. I am uh, I'm a little bit fascinated by Knox because he's been all over this. Didn't he just wrestle? I mean, here was the question I want to ask you: Is this unfair? Because mm-hmm. didn't Knox just wrestle one twenty at Fargo, and Castillo just wrestled one hundred five at World? Yeah, so Knox was re- uh, registered for one thirteen for Fargo. And he like he looked at that his weight at 113 in Fargo, and then he looked at who was in 120. And Marcus Blaze went up to 120. He was I think originally registered at 113 also. And Knox was just yeah. like like the literally the week of the event, he's like, all right, I'm gonna go up. So he bumped up. Um, you know, he'd been he'd been getting ready for 113, and then he's like, I want to I think I'm gonna win 120. 120 is the deepest weight. So he bumped up, lost in the finals, uh, but is going back down to 113 for Super 32, and and so. Um, yeah, so that's so, that's where he's at. But yeah, then, so then, so, so then at one thirteen, one thirteen, the the obvious match at one thirteen is Knox and Lilidal, Lilidal world champ at fifty one kilos. Um, Knox Lillidol, hammered him last year, right? Yeah, it was it was a seven point win. But Lilidal, uh, Lilidal wrestled right after Worlds last year, and you know he wrestled who's number one right after Worlds. Yeah, and 
so we offer him the match again and he just needs a little bit of time off. I think that makes sense. I think he's yeah, spent basically fine. a year he spent a year thinking about that getting that world title back and winning that match in the finals instead of being silver and and he went out and and did it. You know, he got the job done, won the world title and and um just you know, I think ready to take a little bit of time off, which which is totally cool. So then his question was if Castillo wanted to match with Knox and he was like, Yeah, man, like he's like he's like, I know I'll give it up weight. I'm it's like immediately he's like, yeah, I want the match. I'm in. So I mean, is yeah. that was that, well, it could also be one of those. I mean, I, you know, probably more than me is, you know, it could be one of those things where they make the cadet world team and then they, they're, they grow. Right. And they still got to make the weight for cadet world. So they're sucking mm-hmm. a lot of weight. And then once they get done, they're kind of like big, big enough or, or bigger, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, is that, is that the case with like, do you, you think like on match day, um, when they step on the mat, how much different weight will they really be? Will they really be 10 pounds apart or will they be four pounds apart? Yeah, I think it'd probably be closer to four than it would be to 10. There'll be a Not difference. A There'll be a difference, no. but I don't think it's going to be this massive difference. Uh, yeah, no, Knox yeah. is, man, Knox, is he the top prospect in, in high school right now? Because this dude, okay, let me talk. Look, so I didn't know him very much until um, last year. And, okay, so he, he beats up Lil at all, who's really really impressive mm-hmm. then he everyone you know there was this hype train behind Bo Bassett he went to Super 32 he smashed him right then I know he lost at Fargo but he goes up to 120 to wrestle at Fargo yeah and now he's coming back down to wrestle 113 like I love uh so I guess I love the fact that he's just all over the place for challenges like to yes. me that that's really cool that he's going to find the challenge and I think that to me, you know, we talk about that just enjoyment of the battle and enjoyment of wrestling and not worrying about winning and losing. Like, that that speaks a lot to that. Yeah. I mean, and if, if you remember back to Super 32, he decided to go down for Bassett. That was also a week of the tournament decision. Like, he he was like, man, he said something in an interview like, I think, and I, I this is, you know, probably a little hyperbolic, but like he's like, I think this is the biggest match in high school wrestling right now is me going down to wrestle Bassett. He's like, so I decided to go down. Because he was originally reg- registered at 113 last year, Super 32, and then he's like, it was exactly what you yeah. said. It was the challenge. He's like, I want to, I want the match. I want the big match. So um, he went down and, and did that. So yeah, I, I love that about him. He actually, the first time that I, you know, that I remember him jumping an opportunity at a challenge was when uh, Burroughs and David Taylor's match got pushed by a few days because of COVID contact tracing. So we had to fill out a card and like no notice. Mm, and yeah. he, he immediately said yes to a match with Ben Davino, who's also super good. And um, those two are both bigger. He was bigger. Well, that was, you know, this was back in, in 2020. So they were a lot oh, closer in size. That was 2020. Oh my God, that was right. Yeah. I just okay, think it was wow. January of 2021. Was it 2021? Okay. Yeah, January, that's what it was. Yep, you're right. You're right. Right. Yep. And then and then those guys ended up wrestling the U15 finals later that year and everything. But like, yeah, he's just like game. He's just down to compete. He, it's there's you know he's got that he's got that itch to like to be a showman in addition to. Some to would say he has that dog in him. Some would say. Some would I say. I like it. I like it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but but hey, if you're talking about like high level prospects, there's a guy that has that has a win over both Lilidal and Knox, and that's Marcus Blaze. And I I don't think. I mean, I don't know why, but people don't people don't. I focus on that guy too much, but that dude is that dude is tough as well. He's super super good. Um, I think. So, that okay, be... tell me, I'm 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 going there fast, but do you memorize who who beat who and who lost to who at Fargo at 120? Then Blaze beat Knox. Blaze beat Knox and Blaze won. Blaze was yeah, Blaze won. So so Did because Blaze wrestle in UWW cadets or no? 
No, I don't believe he did. Um, actually, let's see. So he, his yeah, he he wrestled junior duels, and his only loss there was to Jezeroga. Um, but no, he didn't wrestle UWW cadets. He was Ohio State champ, Ironman champ. Um, the Blaze beat Rainey. Rainey killed Cooper Hilton. Then Blaze beat Rainey, and Blaze beat Knox in the final. Knox beat Sam Herring, and oh shoot, my browser won't pull up. Knox beat who in the quarters? Uh, I think I thought so. He beat Botero, who who ended up third. Botero, Botero, yep. Yeah, but and Botero beat beat Bassett on the backside. He was third. Um, that was a super deep weight. Yes, yeah, super deep. Um, okay, that's that's fun. Why uh, why at one twenty? I'm just gonna bounce all over the place. Uh, yep. Why at one twenty six does uh. So Davino won Cadets, mm-hmm. um, and he gets the bump over Mason Gibson, who won Juniors. Yep. I guess is there a match at UWW Cadets that determined that? So they didn't wrestle at UWW Cadets. Uh, Davino finished third, and Gibson finished seventh at UWW Cadets. And I mean, part of part of this that Dude, part of the Davino's thing that made this path at UWW Cadets Bray was absurd. Dude, Davino at UWW Cadets beat Kilkiri. DeLuca, uh, Oreen, and Kale Peterson lost to Jax Forrest, uh, ended up third. He, he wrestled great. And there was – so there was a um, – yeah, so, so, so he, was, he was third there. Gibson was seventh. He, he beat Camden Williams and Carlos Stanton, Dragon Oreen. Those are good wins. Uh, he lost to Drew Gorman and Jezeroga. Um, so, so, yeah, that was kind of that, – that's what happened to him there. Another thing that's tough for Gibson, he, he uh, was – third at Fargo last year but then was injured and so he was he missed a whole bunch of time so he just didn't yeah. get the opportunity to like pull in some of those wins but you know look at Davino during that time and he took advantage of that right he was in the Ironman finals he lost to McGowan um, won an Illinois state title uh, second one of those and then uh, Super 32 his losses were to Jezeroga and Iob. so good you know nothing no bad losses there um, yeah. look look pretty look pretty good throughout so the thing that was the thing that's tough is like if you go all the way back to 2020, Mason Gibson does have a win over McGowan. In uh, Mike like set up some matches in like a wrestling room and just you know pulled out a camera and filmed them. So there's no results anywhere, but you can watch the match. <laughs> uh, but it was it was cool. It was a really cool. Uh, that don't count, bro. Yeah, but you, you beat him in a practice match. I mean, they had, no, there was refs. Count. There were singlets, refs, it. everything like that. But but the no. but but the thing that's tough is like. Really, I mean, I think Davino and Gibson probably both have in in that in the you know the last whatever recent period of time they have they both have uh, you know more ranked wins than McGowan. But McGowan has that head to head over Davino McGowan, in the last. I'm, look, yeah, did he not wrestle this off season? McGowan, no, uh, uh-uh. he hadn't been. He had, let's deal? see. I don't know. We haven't seen McGowan since what, like I, national preps? preps? National preps. Yep. I hate it when they when they don't dress. I mean, honestly, guys, uh, I know I'm not making the matches. I know I'm not in charge here. Yeah, yeah. When people don't wrestle the whole off season, it makes me think like, dude, take them out. Of who's number one? Like that's yeah. six, seven months and no results. Like, nah, you're out. You don't deserve it. You can leave me no more in the rankings till someone beats them. But like for an event like this, I feel like it's earned. If there was an injury, if say, hey, they got hurt at the end of last season and they're out because that that's one thing. But when sure. they make the active decision that I'm not going to compete, that's like the opposite of Anthony Knox. Anthony Knox is like, let me battle all these dudes, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I also think I also think like not all regular seasons are created equal, right? I mean, like guys that's that true. guys that wrestle, at, you know, guy that wrestles at Blair Academy. I mean, his 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 in season competition. I mean, he was you I know, got you. yeah, right. National preps, Beast of the East, Ironman. I mean, it's 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 a, it's it's a pretty pretty loaded schedule. So like, I can kind of understand cool. a little bit more when it's somebody like that. But I I mean, in general, I agree. But when you're but done think, in February. Uh, when you're done in February, I mean, like, right? These dudes haven't competed since yeah. February. Like, what? We're in August. We're at the end of August. What have they been? What they've been doing? Yeah, I think it's a fair question. I think it's a fair question. Um, I don't know. Looking at you know, looking at like these guys, the years these guys put together, though. I don't. I don't know. I don't yeah. necessarily. Like, I, I don't yeah. necessarily feel like that. You know, guys shouldn't be in if they if they've just taken that time off. Even though, yeah, I wish I, they were competing. I don't know. I'm thinking about like my athletes. I coach. If they told me they want that much time off, I I would think they don't want to wrestle. Like legit. Like what 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 are you doing? Like, you know, um, if there's an injury, obviously that happens, right? You can't wrestle. But if they got done with high school state in February, and they said, "Hey, bad man, I'm 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 a little burnt. I, I don't want I want to take off, you know, folk style nationals or something to that effect." That's okay, fine. And they said, "Man, UWWK, someone okay, fine." And then, but then they're like Fargo too. Nah, no, 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 absolutely not. Like if, if, we're, if you're in the practice room, we're gonna go compete a little bit. Like and right. So I I always talk about with my younger guys, um, I'm maybe a, a, a lot more lax. Like I'm not gonna force them to compete. But I have a 16, 17, 18 year old, and they're trying to tell me I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that. No, no, you're doing it. Like are we gonna be good at this or not? Like I am going to put a lot of heat on them to make sure they're doing the necessary things to compete at a high level. So yeah, that was as, as I'm listen, I don't know anything about these other dudes. I don't know what they're doing. I'm saying if there's an athlete I'm coaching, I don't, they're not going to miss all of those competitions. Is that a conversation you've had to have with a lot of athletes? Not really. No, <laughs> no, my God, my guys like to compete. They like to be in the room. Uh, no, I don't burn dudes out. I don't know. Like I've never had to do that. Um, I think a tournament or two, and I'm I'm fine I'm fine with a tournament or two, right? Where like honestly, I had the opposite conversation more. Like Sinclair will be like, "I want to do everything," I'm like, "No, you can't do everything." Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the mirror solo decided to take a vacation, so he got to he got to do junior duels also this year. And so he did cadet <laughs> and junior duels, you know, and he's pumped up. But I think he wanted to do. So I was I was doing where it was focused on the nationals and the journey more, kind of like back to back, you know. Yeah. And so for my better guys, I wanted them to get one tournament before UWW cadets mm-hmm. or UWW juniors, right? Those are the same time in, in April. So it was like, Mitchell was like, okay, Mitchell, you're going to journeyman and then UWW cadets. And Sinclair was like, can I go to Folkstone now and journeyman? And then and I'm like, no, you can't. Like, you're going to do one. I want you to do one to get ready and then do, you, you know, so that like, I have those conversations more often than, than, than kids not competing. That's uh, to me, that's pretty rare. Like, I don't know. And it, to me, it, it would be, yeah, it would be a huge, <laughs> Someone's texting me. Yes, it would be a huge red flag for college coaches that this dude don't want to wrestle for seven months. To me, that is a gigantic red flag. I'm thinking like, shit, they don't like wrestling. Like, if they don't like yeah. wrestling now, why are they gonna like wrestling when they're in college? Yeah, I mean, I think some college coaches like they, I don't know, they give their they give their guys a summer off, right? They they don't necessarily fo- ask them to f- focus on freestyle development or competition. So I don't know. I I think it probably would be a red flag to some coaches, but I, I don't know if it would be for every coach. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like I, said, like I said, if they wanted to take some time off, I'm kind of fine, right? Or if mm-hmm. they wanted to also do Fargo and then say not do Super 32, right? Because that's the big one in the fall. Yep. Then that, that's that's fine. But to miss like you're talking, we're talking February too. So this event, because they got invited to this event, it's September. Yeah. But if they did not get invited, who's number one? So if they're it's a little further down the line, mm-hmm. we're talking February to the middle of October. It's a lot of time. Like that's a really, really long time. I mean, colleges. I think I think college kids. You would say they a lot of them do take a break, but I think it's just because of limited opportunity opportunities i mean so when they get done with their season at the end of march right that's when the college season ends in march they really only have a couple options to compete right you have uww juniors u20s and you have and and obviously not all of them are young enough for that and then you have uh the u23 and that's really like what are the other options you know what i'm saying so yep. Whether it's a, a school schedule or a family thing or whatever, they might literally might not have an option, right? They might have to miss that the the U twenty three weekend. If they miss that weekend, there's no other time to. Where else are they gonna wrestle at? Yeah, you know no, what I'm saying. Right. Like, there's not. It's like there's anything in the fall or and the, the thing summer. That, the thing that makes it tough too about college guys is like, if you if you want to compete in the spring, I mean, you kind of can't really. I mean, you can't take much of a break because the. U.S. Open is like so right good. after. I mean, it's right after the NCAA season's over. I mean, it's like you don't get much time to rest, so um, yeah, it does make a little more sense. That's where, yeah, then that's where it's like high school, like they, like these guys that we're talking about, and I I don't know them, I don't know the situation, so I'm not. I I guess I am in a way commenting on them, but I'm just commenting more on the thought process in sure. general. Um, is is like. Yeah, okay, if you get done in February, maybe you got a few dings, and you want to take, hey, you don't want to be prepared for UWW cadets, right? So you want to take that off. Okay, cool, right? But then now you've taken you've taken two two to three months off. Listen, you still got two months to get ready for Fargo. Yep. Like, let's yeah. go. Like, you took three months off. Like, you didn't wrestle. Now let's get prepared and wrestle, you know? So to your point about college, and it could just be, uh, your final schedule, right? Where it falls on the week of you, you know, U twenty three is and you can't travel to it or something to that effect, or a family obligation. Someone's getting married, you know, that type of stuff happens. Um, but like with U twenties for that you brought up, that is literally three to four weeks after their college season. Mm-hmm. So like, yes, they have to get ready right away. And if they want to take two weeks off, then it doesn't really make sense. So they like they have to do it right, and then. Once they get done with U23s, unless you've made a world team, there there are no competitions to go to. They just don't exist. Yeah, good point. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, man, uh, 170, we're going to get Josh Barr, Rocco Welsh again. Uh, that match, did, did you watch that Fargo final? I'm sure you did. Yeah. Kind of, I, kind of lame because we've already, we've already – how many times have these guys gone at it now? Once. Lot, that, right? that, was the first, that was the first time. Didn't yeah. they wrestle – I thought they wrestled in the fall last year at um, – They were – uh-uh. Nope. Not nope. a Super so, 32 or? Uh-uh. No, Bar didn't. Were they in Bar the was, together last year? No, Bar was at 160. He wrestled Levi Haynes last year. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, yep. got it. Uh, and so, yeah, so that, dude, that Fargo final was crazy. That, you know, came down to that, really, that last sequence. Uh, loved mm-hmm. that. And now we're going to get it 
uh, again. So I, I'm really excited about that match. That, those two guys are like, the level is extremely high. Um, Josh Barr. I had, Manny, I had Manny Rojas in my head, who's also a Michigan kid. Yeah, Josh That's Barr moved up last year to 170, basically like because he wanted to try his hand at wrestling Manny Rojas. And he got beat the first time, and then he beat him the last two. And uh, Josh Barr is a total gamer, man. He uh, he, he, he looks big though. I mean, he does not look small for 170. Oh, for sure. He's got, and he's definitely like filled out that weight. He looks really big. Um, yes. He broke down. He was he broke down his Fargo final with Rocco Welsh. It's on the site. And it was really interesting to hear him talk about that match. But, like, Rocco ties up the first time, and he's just like – and Barr's like, man, I've never been clubbed like that. He's like, he he's like he clubbed me, and, like, my whole body was, like, ringing. He's like, I've never felt a club like that. So um, it was cool to hear his insights. But I, I'm really looking forward to that rematch. It should be cool. Yeah. Um, um, all right. Let me ask about some more. Uh... All right. All right, so uh, we talked about Davino over uh, Gibson. Uh, I think I think I'm fine with that because the UWW Cadets results. Um, but the question I want to ask you, this is a good one, uh, and it deals with Jack's Forest, but not necessarily his matchup. You have three Bishop McCourt guys at 120, and you have one at 126. Mm-hmm. How are they getting all these dudes in the lineup? They don't have one. <laughs> I mean, so they they are going to have to figure that out. I think they're I think they're allowed to dual teams this year and they're going to be going to a bunch of tournaments like they're well, they can go to the big tournaments they just can't go to the PIA right right right, right. Right. so they'll be at the big tournaments um yeah they're they're going to try to spread them all out they're going to try to spread them oh. out during the season they're going to have i think they're going to have one of them going all the way up to to like 38 they're going to have guys at tw- i'm not sure i'm not sure um i know they're they're having those conversations they're having that dialogue and i don't want to like I've I've heard I've heard some things, but I don't want to like speculate for sure about Come who's on, going up. But that's what the show's all about. We talk about wrestling things. I mean, I Sam Herring, I think has said he's he may be going up to like thirty two or thirty eight. Um, he would be. I mean, he'd be the bit the one that could probably get the biggest because Mason Gibson he's really not tall. Mm-hmm. But he's I mean he's so he can he looks like a guy that's like he's pretty thick. So I could see him potentially going up. But yeah, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to figure that out. They got four really really good guys. Um, and, and some people have asked like, Hey, wait a minute. How can you rank multiple guys from the same team in the same weight? And, and yeah, we had this discussion. We talked about this, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, to me, it's, it's like, that's, that's okay. In high school wrestling, like that's, you know, not everybody, not like it's, it's not like college wrestling where you're trying to qualify and only one guy per team can qualify for NCAAs. Like you have opportunities at the same way. It's no problem. Um, well, it's a little bit funny, but now, but now during the the season, they're not going to have opportunities because an Ironman only allows one entrant per weight class per yeah, team. Yeah. So you know, with an AWA, we can have guys who uh, Mulvaney and Sinclair they, they wrestle for different high schools, so they could both enter a tournament at one seventy. But if you're on the same team, you can't do that, right? So unless one of them can get down to one thirteen, yeah, which I would be surprised if that was the case. Um, they are, they're going to have to go 120, 26, 32, 38, which puts one or multiple of them at uh, a disadvantage, right? Because, um, you know, maybe their best play class is 120, and now they're wrestling 132, or best class is 126, and it's 138. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's definitely going to be the case. I, I do think they'll they'll be a little, at a little bit of a disadvantage. I, I am curious, like, what events they'll, you know, in, in what events they'll spread out and which ones they'll – you know, go back to the same weight classes. And, and I don't know, some of these guys do have some, probably some growing to do. And, but it's, yes. no, it's definitely going to, I mean, that's, 
that's like the the potential downside of, of being on a team with that much concentrated talent. But the benefit is you get to re roll with those guys in the room every Great single day. Partners. So it's yeah. probably, probably a trade-off they're willing to make. Yes. That is definitely a trade-off. Uh, well, yeah, I had some more questions for you because uh, you, you told me to grill you, so I went and Come did on, my grill. research last um, All the weekend the other, coming oh, up. The other Get one ready. was 145. Yes. All right. So Kasich versus Bowman Tanona. Bowman got whooped by my guy Zane Licht at Junior Duels. Mm -hmm. um, and so why him over Joel Adams? Um, I couldn't find, I didn't think, he, I don't think Bowman wrestled at UWW Cadets. So I couldn't find where that those two would have met up and why you chose one over the other. Bowman beat Joel Adams in the Super 32 finals. Uh, okay, go all the way back then. Got yep. It. Yep. Yep. So, so those three guys all have a bunch of high level wins. Um, so I, I was like, man, because Joel Adams had such an awesome summer, you know, it's like his, his Greco world title was electric. Yeah. Like, yeah, the guy and the guy, like the way he wrestles is like super fun to watch. So it was like, man. This guy, Joel and the Kasich, and the Kasich matches were a lot of fun because they went to three matches at the UWWK finals. Yeah, he's wrestled Kasich five times in the last year and change, and Adams actually three and two, but Kasich has the two most recent wins. Uh, but when when I looked at, it, I was like, all right, how many ranked wins do each of these guys have? How many head to head, or or how many like top ten opponents have they beat? And and looking at that, Kasich and Mantanona have more. Um, both Mantanona and Adams have an unranked loss. So you mentioned the licked loss. Uh, Adams has an unranked loss this year too. Um, Who did Adams lose to unranked? He lost to. Let me see. It was at the KC Stampede. Uh, he lost twice there. He lost to Leighton Schneider, and then he also lost to Ladarian Lockett, who's in at 152. Oh, Ladarian Lockett's, um, Lockett's really good. I feel but, like I've heard of him, but I, I can't place him. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. So, so man, those guys both, like all three of those guys, super good. They're all like the love, the type of guys that would be in this event. They're all deserving guys. But Kasich and Mantanota just have a little bit better wins. And then Mantanota also that head to head result <laughs> in the Super Thirty Two Finals, like that head to head result in the Super Thirty Two Finals is is really. I mean, that's that's really like the thing it kind of came down to in the end. You know, nerd Christian Piles is in the chat over here, and uh, man, he's saying that uh, Buffalo Gap had similar lineup issues. <laughs> Buffalo Gap trying to get all those all those national rank one twenty pounders in the lineup was tough. I remember that. Why no oh, man. four man at this weight? So really, because the four man because we're having the four man at one sixty, it'd be awesome to do a four man at like every weight. You know, just have a bunch of Correct. four mans like every every time. But because yeah. at one sixty we've got this four man, and really I feel like at sixty. Joe Seeley is like that's a guy that we really I think need in the event, right? And so it's like he's third. He that to make that happen, we go four man there. Um, yeah. you know, I feel like this year, do you feel so you you probably be more in touch. I feel like this year there's less clear number one and twos than I mean, I feel like there's almost I don't want to say almost none. There's not a lot of like oh yeah, two twenty is a very well, it's not because you got Koi Hopke in third, right? Mm -hmm. I was gonna say there's a clear one and two with Carol and Keeter, but there's not a lot of weights. And I'll actually this is actually to my detriment. But one eighty two, Sinclair and Mirasol are three four, which I really wanted them to to wrestle. Who's number one? Yep. Braden Thompson's ever, they both beat him last year. There's not I can't really argue it, right? If I try to argue who that dumb dumb because yeah. Zach Ryder beat both of them and Braden Thompson beat Sinclair. Um 
So I can't argue. Like those are a very, very clear number yep. one and number two. Yep. And there's no, no really, there's no good argument because if there's a good argument, I'd make it. Yeah. Um, but there's not a lot of weight classes where that is the case. Yeah, I mean, like 126 we talked about earlier. Um, I, I told you my logic. I think that that you could make a case that that you could also make a case Gibson one, McGowan two, Davino three because Gibson does have that you know way back that win over McGowan. I could see an argument for that uh, at, at 132. Um, but with with on that one with Davino placing so much higher than him at the UWW Cadets, I feel like that just that, doesn't. That was my logic, right? That was my logic, and then was, the, yeah. the McGowan head to head win over Davino is what has him ahead of Davino for me. That's that was my logic. But I could what I'm saying is I could see another person using different logic um, and having and having Gibson ahead of McGowan because they because he beat him head to head and then McGowan ahead yeah, of Davino. But Gibson Gibson just lost to Jezroga and Gorman, so yeah, I right, mean, right. No, yeah, um, I think that's a hard argument. I think I think 32 and 38. There's there's a lot of parity in there. You know, you could I think you could see people arguing that those weight classes differently. Uh, for me, like I looked at you know ranked wins. Like I said, ranked wins in the last since since uh, cadet trials last year and Block and Bailey came out ahead. But that's a weight class yeah. where you know Mac Church is super good. PJ Duke is super good. Um, you could you could see somebody making an argument for that. That that so weight why, class. Uh, wait. Uh, yeah. I guess ahead. I did have one question at 32. Yeah. Um, Kyler is all the way down at number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyler Larkin. He was our world team rep at um, at Cadets, right? U seventeen. Yep. Um, what were the losses that he's taken? In because he had a bunch of good wins at UWW. Cadet. Beat Ayub, uh, yep. Dalton Perry, uh, Zan Fugit. What were the losses he's taken that he's all the way down at five? I felt like when I saw that one, I felt like that was kind of low for him. Yeah, so he lost uh, to Colin Rath and Corey Land. Corey Land's super good um, at Super Thirty Two. Those were those were his losses. Uh, so that was in the past. I mean, this is like this. Is, so what? What about like? And this is kind of he goes did, back to the argument. He doesn't with. have he doesn't have like national level results between Super Thirty Two and. Um, well, he and, won UWW uh, Cadets. UWW Cadets, right? So so like. A lot of these other guys, like they're they're pulling in all these ranked wins, like throughout the throughout that period sure. of time, right? And he's not, so that's kind of where it was just, huh. you know. Yeah, that's having... one where I feel like, you know, with, with Messamrink, we brought up earlier, and he's one that I know. And then obviously because he wrestled UWW juniors, it was it was very apparent. But um, you know, he made a jump. Like the guy who Mitchell Messamrink last fall is not Mitchell Messamrink this spring, you know. Yep. And so with Kyler Larkin also. You know, to me, when I see my five, it's like, well, who who did he lose to um, this spring? I, I couldn't think of a turn. I didn't know if he maybe went to journeyman and lost some matches there or something like that because it felt like him at five, maybe he should be a little higher. Yeah. Well, no, he didn't lose. But, I mean, you know, Omar Ayab is, is uh, where is he? He's currently number 12. Um, Dalton yeah. Perry, I think. Let's see. Dalton Perry, where is he right now? No, it is Dalton Perry. I think he's at 26. He's number seven. So those are those are good wins, right? But like uh, the guys ahead of him just have a little bit better wins um, and more of them. So okay, yep, fair enough. Yep. But Sergio uh, Lemley's another one that wait he didn't compete this offseason either because I was trying to find yeah his. he had I was surgery find his result he had, oh, he had surgery. surgery okay mm-hmm. yeah but he's back yeah. now okay. he's back now we actually were at Mount Carmel filming with Sergio Lemley last week so he's looking good. And Kale Hughes had some really good results at uh, junior duels, but then did not have a great 
Fargo, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I, he was somebody that I thought going into Fargo, I was like, man, I think this guy could could win Fargo and be in. I think I picked one. him. <laughs> yeah, because he beat he beat Ken Webster. I'm, I'm looking at Junior Duels results right now. He beat Ken Webster at Junior Duels, and then Fargo, he did not have nearly as good of a Fargo as people were expecting. Yeah, he was he was four and two in Fargo, lost to Luke Simcox and Aeson Rice, who are who are solid, but uh yeah, that's what has him below those guys. Man. Yeah, let's man, let's make a format. Let's put Kale Hughes and uh and Kyler Larkin in here. That's what that's what uh that's what Henry Cejudo wanted to do. He made let's go. Henry Cejudo's got great ideas. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, man, we put everybody the wants every way to be a four man. I mean, I, it would be that would be great. Maybe we maybe we just make who's number one like two a, events a, and then we just have four event. a two, two night, night event. event. The first match, the second match. Maybe we just do the top like ten guys each way. Complete uh, round robin. All an eight guys. man, no, an eight man bracket. Honestly. Why stop at four, dude? It'd be so an cool. Eight man sometimes would be kind of fun. Heck yeah, it'd be amazing. That'd yeah. be incredible. I got an idea. Let's do the top. Uh-huh. 32. Say something dumb. 33. And make it a super event. <laughs> Let's call it super. <laughs> we call it super 32. Uh-huh. Yep. Except then uh-huh. we allow a lot more than 32 as well. That'd be. I love it. <laughs> I love it. What other matchups you got questions about? Let's I'm see. looking. Well, I'm I'm looking through Grigor's results because I kind of I I didn't put him. Man. Yeah, Chalakian was Chalakian was fifth at at UWW Juniors. Um, yeah. And some, third at Fargo. Mm-hmm. Third at Fargo. I love these dudes who are out here in the street who are out here wrestling and all the things. I these the dudes that don't wrestle at all. That's another thing too. When you're comparing Chalakian and and Larkin, it's like Larkin did make a huge jump, I think, but also so did Chalakian. Like that guy, he had during his yeah. season, he had a couple couple matches like or a couple events like I don't maybe Doc B something like that where he didn't have like great results and then he and then he came out to, uh, came out to. UWW juniors and and took fifth, looked really good, um, and then you know third in Fargo. So he looked. You know good. what's wild? The other thing that's wild to me on here is that um, as I look back at last year's results, like uh, Braden Davis and Leo DeLuca were in who's number one, and now you guys have them. And I, I guess I can't memorize every kid's results, but I believe you have them at like fifth and like tenth or so, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean that's kind of. Partly the difference between 113 and 120, you know, that's just those sure. are different different weight classes. And yeah, um, I nailed it, fifth and tenth. Boom, yep. dude, you got it. Look at that, Marcus Blaze at number nine. Get that man higher. Yeah, I mean, dude, that weight is that's that's the thing. Like Deluca being ten, it's like that weight is just incredibly incredibly that deep. Pretty good, huh? Mm-hmm. Is 26 weaker or something? Like are some of these dudes gonna spread out? They might. I uh, I think it, I think it might. It's not, it's not super weak. It's pretty tough. But I I think I think twenty is probably a little bit tougher. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, twenty is definitely tougher. Yep. Let's All right. See. What are you talking about now? What other good ones we got? Chickens uh, chasing each other around. Yeah, chickens chasing each other around. <laughs> that was good. We had this, yeah. so then, so listen, the one chicken actually almost killed the other chicken. So then I had my friend Jacob over and he shot both the boy chickens because we can't have that. We want, we want a piece. Wait. In our chicken coop. I thought when we you shot did, the boy chicken. But did you, chicken. did you butcher it or did you just, you just I shot gave it? my neighbor to butcher. I gave my neighbor to butcher it. It seems like if you're butchering a chicken, don't you want to like cut the head off instead of shooting it with a gun? 
I don't listen. I'm not a hunter. I said I want these chickens. You gotta get that buckshot. Yeah, you gotta kill these chickens. I think I don't think it was a um, shotgun where there'd be pellets everywhere. I think it was just a executioner style. Yes, with the old Daisy Red. With the old Daisy. I don't. I don't think I was actually here, so I don't think I actually remember seeing how it happened. But the chicken got shot. The boy chickens, because we can't have these boy chickens. We want a peaceful chicken coop, and these boy chickens are trying to fight everyone. You're just trying to collect your eggs. Yeah, that's all we want. We want some eggs. Probably oh my not, gosh! Yeah. So this one, you want to hear a funny story? This, yeah, this, oh yeah. We're totally off topic. An adult, an adult, adult. He thought. He said that the way chicken eggs get fertilized is the boy chicken. Shoot something on the chicken egg after it's been. Can you believe this? No. After the egg comes out, I said, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" You must not. You're an adult. You have kids. Do you not know how? Do not know how this works? Man. Well, in his defense, hens do lay eggs, whether impregnated or not. That is true, but the eggs do not turn into anything unless. It's about, what, it's about what's JD. inside that egg before it comes out. Correct. I, I am well aware. But, Are you sure, JD? But I could, I could see how he maybe came to that conclusion. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's on, that's on his parents. Your parents got to tell you how that works. Yes. Your parents got to tell you how that works. Yes. All right. Last, oh, who's number gosh. one question from Ross Patton in the chat. Siebel yes. should have three guys with Keter not going, but does any club have more than two guys? At who's number one? Hmm. Man, I gotta look at the girls' matches too, because there there are some. So let's see. I don't think. No, no clubs have more than two. Last year, Wyoming Seminary had as a school had had I think four athletes in. Who's number one? Three three girls plus Gabe Arnold. Um. So that was that was ridiculous last year. Yeah, Seabolt would have had three in. By the way, we went to Seabolt practice last week when we were on our on our trip, dude. That is that's an intense practice. That was that was fun to be in that room. Did you get uh, did you get your shoes on? I didn't get my shoes on. I actually did. Put, I did bring my shoes though because we went to Keith Gothard's MMA gym and we wrestled with those guys. I got my I got my Keith Gothard Lamont <laughs> Wait, MMA. Keith Gothard <laughs> and and Seabolt are not close together. Why were you at both places? Well, so we we flew into Des Moines, went to Seabolt practice. We actually got to stay in the bunkhouse at Seabolt's club, which was awesome. We got like the full experience. Jefferson, Iowa. Jefferson, Iowa is like it's just as Iowa as it gets. It's like four thousand people in this town. They, but somehow they have this like giant bell tower that you can ride an elevator up to the top of. They like forty seven bell bells tower? up there. Have yeah, you been just... there, JD? Is this by where you grew up? It is. I really have wrestled in Jefferson, Iowa. Yes. When you wrestled uh, were prior they, to Seabolt having a club there, what? I wrestled at Jefferson High School. Were they were they were they Jefferson High School or were they Green County? They became Green County like my senior year of high school, I think. Okay, okay. Yeah, one of my one of my old teammates from college wrestled there and it was like i think it was like jefferson scranton something something back in the day but wait um, you're from iowa too no i wrestled at a small college in iowa a little naia school and Uh, and so one of my teammates is from there i'm from colorado but but uh but yes it was i mean it was a super cool being there but so then so we flew into des moines and then we drove over to the chicago area because there are like between the boys and girls about 10 kids from that are in who's number one from like around the chicago area so we we uh, we went to St. Charles East and 
film with Davino, Cannon Webster came up and they brought in like just a room full of hammers to Cannon Webster's not close to Chicago though. No, no, no. He's from Washington, Illinois. He drove like two hours, two and a half hours just to come get a workout and, and do some promo stuff with us. And then we then the next morning we went to Mount Carmel High School and we got shot with Sergio Limley and then the next day we went to or then later that day we went to Braden Thompson's practice at uh, Lockport and then Nasir Bailey came over and Morgan Turner. Um, oh, we also went to the uh, the Gomez wrestling gym. Gabby, Gabby Gomez is going to be in who's number one. And so we went and interviewed her and they have a wrestling gym in like this abandoned mall. It's like 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 a quarter of the stores are, are operational and the rest are just empty. But they have a wrestling room in this mall. It was it was pretty cool. But yeah, so we got to see a whole bunch of stuff. But then, the, yeah, the, the capper was Thursday night. We went and wrestled at Keith Gothard's MMA gym. They had a wrestling practice. So, <laughs> so me and our cameraman Connor, he hadn't worked out in like eight years. We no. went, and, we went and threw down, baby. Oh my god, that is too funny. It's great. <laughs> we interviewed Keith. Uh, Connor still got it on his computer. So once we get that, Keith, who is still in Facebook jail. Yeah, he talked about that. He talked about his, <laughs> he talked about his willingness to serve time for his love of Greco. We'll we'll get you guys some some clips he's on the show at some point. But oh my god, yeah, we got to talk to Keith. It was it was really cool. <laughs> he's he is. You, I thought he was just going to be a you know pure pure troll through and through, but he's a super nice guy. I don't want to. Yeah, I met him at the Iowa duel last year. Pretty nice. I don't want to like. I don't want to you know d- damage the character because. He's you know number one number one Facebook tra- uh, troll in the in the uh, in the comments. But troll listener, eh, listener so, troll. someone say. I think he I think he loves. I think he would love, you know that that label of number one wrestling wrestling commenter troll. He's into <laughs> it. All right, let's end. Uh, no Twitter questions because no CP today. But we did get an email, and we can end on this one let's from Zach. Rayvon Foley is 0-3 against Spencer with three first-period falls. Oh, this question's mean. I saw this one. (laughs) 200 minutes. If they wrestled 100 times, how many is Foley able to get off his back? He is bigger now. He is bigger now. This is mean, though. Like, uh, like Rayvon Foley is uh, a high-level wrestler. All-American. And we're going to bully him for getting pinned by Spencer Lee. Him and like, the rest of NCAA wrestling, pretty much. Yeah, I got, I got a question for you, Zach. How many times is Spencer <laughs> Lee not going to pin you? Okay, they were so. How about that? They were so hundred times. If Zach is under a hundred and ninety pounds, it's... he's getting pinned every time. Although, listen, I got, I got, I got, I'm, gonna, I got, I got something. I'm, a, I was, I was going off about chickens today. I'm in with a funny story about Ozzy and about internet trolls slash. Just, just males in general who think they're way better than they are. Okay, so my dad lives in the middle of nowhere. So after after the one star campground, we went up to see my dad. Uh, so this and, is more than you know, a mile from the interstate. So you really have no. Well, my dad service. lives in the. He lives in the middle. It is like middle of nowhere. Nowhere. Like yeah. it is. Yes, middle of nowhere. Um. So we go to this. So this, you want to know middle of nowhere? This is JD. This is they drive UTVs everywhere. Yes. Like I don't really know why. I don't know why. I don't actually. I actually don't get it. I I haven't picked on my dad about this yet, but I'm like, they drive them on the roads and stuff. And I'm like, but wait, like we have cars. Cars are better than UTVs. Screw like, that, Mad Max style, baby. <laughs> We're not going off the road. If we want to go off the road, let's drive. The you never know when not. you're going to have to We're go off the road. 
but we're on the road the whole time. You don't gotta get ready road. if you stay ready. <laughs> and if if we were on if we were going off the road, then yeah, let's drive this vehicle. But if we're on the road, let's drive a car. Doesn't make sense or a truck or whatever. So, anyways, so we're driving these UTVs around. I'm going to town, and my dad's like, "Oh, I go to this bar, and there's this guy who talks shit." And so we go in there, and there's this like 22 year old kid, and my dad's like, "Hey." Kid, tell tell Ben what you were saying about him. And he's like, I was just saying he's a better better wrestler than a fighter. And I'm like, okay. So this is like this dude talking shit about my fighting. And like, listen, I want a Bellator belt and the one championship belt. I'm pretty secure. Like, yeah, it didn't go the way I wanted to in the UFC, but I'm freaking 19 and two. I was undefeated for a decade. Like, kid, you didn't ever make it to state in wrestling. Like, you <laughs> suck. Like, you just suck. Like, period. You're not good at anything. Like, I was in the Olympics, won state titles, won belts in multiple organizations. Like. I was good at both them, and you were talking trash. This is like this guy talking trash on Rayvon Foley. Like, I'm sure he's not a fraction as good at wrestling as Rayvon Foley is at wrestling. So the fact that he wants to pick on Rayvon Foley and say how many times out of 100 you can pay, like, Zach, you're never getting off your back against Spencer Lee, okay? So anyways, my dad thinks he's, you know, he, th- he thinks it's funny. So uh, Ozzy decides to wear singlets everywhere. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's like so John he's Danner. wearing a singlet. Ozzy's wearing a singlet. <laughs> So my dad's like, hey, I don't remember this dude's name. Hey, come see Ozzy in the singlet. And Ozzy's four, you know? And so the kid, like, starts, like, trying to wrestle with Ozzy. And Ozzy just throws things everywhere, right? So the kid, like, grabs it. Ozzy just throws, like, this spinning back elbow. And <laughs> right in the face. He's like Hasbula. He's like Hasbula. But he is, you know, he's four, so he's not coordinated at all. So it's just, like, things are just, like, flying. It's not like he meant to. It's just arms and legs fly everywhere uh so that was, i was i was dying laughing because the, the kid that was talking trash got cracked in the face that's amazing yes so he much got fun. what was coming to him so internet internet trolls internet trolls you are not as good at sports as you think you are like think about this dude that never went to state was trying to say i wasn't that good of a fighter like dude get lost <laughs> get lost all right well what That's better it. note to end on than telling this guy? Get lost. Lost. <laughs> so that will do it JD, for today. You need to work on your opening and closing. I don't need to work we on gotta, the opening. We gotta send you to opening and closing school. Look, 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 look. <laughs> You're our leader today. CP will be back tomorrow. You'll get the intro tomorrow. I'm not stealing the intro. That's his thing. I'm not doing it. You're our leader. I wouldn't do it as well. But I'll work I'll work on something. Maybe I'll I'll pull something back in. But Find out next time. Find out tomorrow. We're out of here for today. See you tomorrow. Peace.